Have you been sitting at your desk, editing your life away, feeling kind of lonely and need of some human connection? And you want to jump into elopement photography or up-level your elopement photography business? I have something for you. We are hosting an elopement photographer retreat in Tahoe, California on August 29th to September 2nd. In this retreat, we are providing a full day elopement styled shoot from sunrise to starry skies so that you can experience what a real elopement feels like and how to storytell and document it. And then two other whole days of strategizing your business and setting it up so you can support this amazing business and service you want to provide. So please join us, apply in the show notes, and we want to see you there in person. I honestly want to hug you in person and there's only a few spots left. So continue enjoying the podcast and we cannot wait to see your application soon. And I would rather have that and the intimacy and and stillness of the meadow and our very close family there than have this big elaborate wedding with details that probably no one's going to remember in five years and party favors that no one's going to take home. And like all of these details that you have, that you were like freaking out over, no one's going to remember that. And, but people will remember when they went on an adventure with you. Hey, my name is Dana Schuler and I am the host of the Ascend Together podcast. I am a mom of five and a multi-passionate entrepreneur that loves to talk about the slap in the face and heart on fire moments of entrepreneurship. I went from just a photographer to trailblazing my way into immersing my multi-passionate self into my business. And I want to inspire others to ignite that same fire within them too. And you can't do it alone. So this is why we're going to do it together. Hello, hello. We are here with Candace Perkins today, the Candace Perkins. Um, and we are going to talk all about living an untraditional lifestyle. So excited about this. We had a whole DM conversation, very passionate on fire one about traditions and com- commercialization of holidays and all of, especially like right after Christmas. Um, and Candace is such an inspiration to me. A, like such a great example for doing that in her own relationship. And we're going to talk a lot about her and all about that and the way she lives her life to really be centered, um, centered and focused on the right things and the things that really matter, which is so exciting. Um, mm-hmm. So, and we're going to have a lot of awareness today. We're going to bring forward a lot of awareness, um, which I think is really exciting. So Candace, we met, like we knew each other in high school. We were in different yep. places in high school. So we kind of knew yep. each other. Um, and then we came back, the internet brought us back together and I did her engagement photos and then her elopement. And now we're working together in business and building each other up. And it's very exciting to see each other on each other's journeys, journeys, especially since Candace has moved into like the small business world, uh, which Mm -hmm. is even more exciting. Um, so we've had a long journey together, a very exciting one and cannot wait to have this conversation with Candace. So Candace, before I roll into all this, go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, what you do. And yeah, we'll get rolling into this convo. Hello, I'm Candice. Hi, <laughs> I am an Americana-inspired photographer. I um, started my photography journey um, officially in January of last year is when I started my photography business. Um, started as doing elopements and weddings, um, things like that. But then I was like, this isn't really like setting my soul on fire. This isn't really like... I'm lacking creative freedom. So now I do like Americana inspired stuff and I love it so much because now my work is like revolved around the idea of like living free and living and doing things for yourself and doing things for all the right reasons. And um, so I'm so excited about this podcast because I'm going to be talking about like why, how you should do these things. Um, And also like my favorite part of my photography is like celebrating people who are on the same journey and celebrating people that want to do the same and supporting them. Um, And yeah, so that's me. <laughs> that's you. A lot of different yes. things. Um, and you have a dog and a fun I husband. Do. I do have a dog. <laughs> do you have a very fun, hot, sexy husband who I love very much? Um, <laughs> he's my best friend. We um, eloped in 2019. We had a 
traditional wedding planned at Armstrong Redwoods, where we we're gonna have about like 150 people on our guest list. We put money. Well, can you down say that you to... that like when you first started planning that, that was not your intention, right? <laughs> oh no, actually, like I in the back of my head, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to like have not the traditional wedding, but I wanted to like do a very intimate ceremony with just me and my husband and like the Grand Canyon or somewhere. And there was like some kind of guilt in me where I knew that if I do that, I'm going to feel really bad and really guilty because I brought the idea up very lightly to Chase's grandma, who I love so much. Um, But she seemed kind of like upset and sad because she wanted to be there and stuff. So I was like, okay. And I come from a very traditional Filipino family and they are all about like having everybody and their cousins and their dogs, owners, sisters, whatever at the wedding or else <laughs> there's going to be drama here if you don't invite these people and like very elaborate, big weddings. Um, so yeah, I started planning a very traditional wedding with lots and lots of people. Um, we had the deposit down for pretty much everything, the venue, um, catering, um, live music, my dress, we had, I asked all my bridesmaids, like their, I did all their bridesmaids proposals and like set up like cute little boxes, like, you know, all the things that you would do traditionally. And you sent out save the dates, right? Oh, I sent out save the dates. Yes, I sent out <laughs> save the dates. Um, yeah, we were about like two months away from our, um, our wedding or two or three months away. And I was like, I don't like this. I feel like we're losing focus on what's important. I feel like this is about everybody else and it's not about us. And I, I do not want this one day of our life that we can't redo. That should be about us. I don't want the, the distraction to be like on the party or on the details or on the drama because there was drama and I like, Oh, it was just so stressful. It was a lot of money. And I was just like, what's the point? I just, I gave up. I gave up. I just scrapped all plans and told my husband like look or at the time fiance i was like look we should just say screw it and just like have an intimate adventurous elopement in yosemite and of course he was on board because it's kind of what we wanted to do anyway um and yeah and then we did it was the best day of our lives and it was really hard because well it was hard to tell our families are just our decisions and it was hard to tell the people that I already asked to be my bridesmaid the decision that we had made um and I know some of them were bummed and a lot of the people that I had already like invited before I know they were bummed um because I'm sure they're looking forward to like the elaborate celebration people love going to weddings and it's so fun and they're you know free food free party free alcohol all this stuff um, but honestly, like, I don't care. I didn't care at that point because I was just so mentally drained at that point. I was just like, I don't care. This is our day. I want to do what we want our way. And I told Dana, she was really excited. I remember it very well. I remember <laughs> FaceTiming her and I had my phone. I was like running around because I was living with my parents at the time. I was like running around the house and I was like, guess what we decided to do? and all this kind of stuff we're not going to do it here anymore we're going to do it in Yosemite and all this stuff she was so excited I was excited and that's like the conversations I needed was someone to feel excited for us for once so it was really nice um and yeah it was just it was like it was honestly like really great other than worrying about what other people think Mm -hmm. it was it was it was the best decision and we just it felt so good. And I remember like when the second that my husband and I made the decision to have an intimate elopement and you me, we started just studying marriage and focusing on that. We bought a bunch of books mm-hmm. on like marriage um, to prepare for that. And we, we would read it to each other, like take turns on each chapter um, and listening to podcasts. We were listening to Marriage 365 um, yes, and all them. these things. <laughs> I know we do. And we were finally doing things that were important and things that like that's I feel like everybody should do it. I mean, your wedding is only one day. 
and your marriage is the rest of your life. So you should focus on your marriage. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was really cool. And another takeaway that I had is we learn a lot about the people that who, who love us. We learn about who would really go out of their way to support us and who won't. Because <laughs> when we decided to have this intimate elopement in Yosemite, we had an open invitation. We were like, whoever wants to come, please come. And if you don't want to, that's fine. There's no RSVP fancy system. Just show up. Mm-hmm. Here's the details. I gave everybody like the directions on exactly where it is, which was on Cook's Meadow in Yosemite, how to get there it was bus stop number, whatever, how much it is to get in. And you know, like, like here's all the information. Show up if you like love us and want to support us. And we had about like 15 or so family members show up and I'm so, so grateful for them. Um, and then we had about 125 people <laughs> not show up that were invited to the original wedding um, because we we weren't having like that, f- the free food anymore and the free party and the free, like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm very grateful for those who did show. And you know, what's crazy too, is we had the same date. We kept the same date that was on our save the date. So they, people already had it reserved and that day open. I'm pretty and the sure. other wedding was still in the woods somewhere. Like yeah, it wasn't other... like it was at a pretty venue. Like it was exactly. like still in the woods. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and it was also kind of destination too, because the original menu was about two. Yeah, it was Armstrong. It was about like two, two and a half hours away from um, it's like Sacramento. And Yosemite is about the same distance, about like two and a half to three hours. And yeah, I mean, that was just like the telltale sign that people just want to go for big, big old party. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember that when it was started at 30 people mm-hmm. and then it became 60 and then it become, mm-hmm. became 80. And then I saw you doing all these things and I'm like, I'm here for her. However, she's going to do this. Yeah. But I do remember her talking about her intimate wedding in Yosemite when mm-hmm. we were doing your engagement shoot. <laughs> I was like, yes. Um, and then when you made that decision, that's why I was so excited because I knew that's what you really wanted. And exactly. I was just like, yes, I'm ready for this. I'm so ready to support you. So yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I love how that kind of started this conversation about that. Um, and what a bold move that was because I know you had deposits down in places mm-hmm. and like you already spent money. I mean, and you also had to be really brave in telling people that they that bought your change and like owning it and mm-hmm. but how beautiful was your ceremony like to be a part of that was an honor but also like the tears and like mm-hmm. oh like the, i guess like st- i'm getting like chills thinking about it because it was so beautiful in front of the waterfall in yosemite um and yes. all your family there and i don't think that could have been the same if you were mm-hmm. extremely stressed out on your wedding day like you already were I don't think oh, there, yeah. that moment would have been the same at all. And then your first dance, like, alone yes. with your little box and, like, just oh, me and you gosh. guys. Like, your little first dance alone was so precious. So, yeah, yeah each of those things were just, like, such special moments that you could actually yeah. remember. Like, remember the feeling? Mm-hmm. Um, that was for you. I know traditional weddings are for yes. other people. But for you guys, I that was just so beautiful that you chose that. And it was – I'm sure you know, but it was just, like – I could see how worth it it was for you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, it definitely, it definitely was. Like it, of course, it was still nerve wracking. Like that feeling is never gonna go away because you're marrying the love of your life. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, I didn't sleep at all that night because our the ceremony was at eight in the morning in Yosemite, and I didn't like lodge over there or anything. My husband and I were so used to going to Yosemite for a day that I was like, okay, well, whatever. This is our wedding. It's no big, so different. Like we would always get up at like two a.m. to go to Yosemite for a day, and then that's just how we are. And then um, same thing with our with our ceremony. I mean, well, the only difference was I had to get hair and makeup done. So my makeup artist came over at like one a.m. and then we we're doing our makeup. <laughs> And then my sister-in-law, who was like, she stayed the night at my place while Chase was staying at his parents so that we weren't seeing each other. And then, um, yeah, me and my sister-in-law, we drove up there and like, you can still do things like you would for a regular wedding. Like, that's the beauty of having an elopement is you can still do whatever you want with whether that's with family or not, whether you want to hire makeup artists or not, do your makeup or not. Um yeah, at least you get to choose. There. Yes, you have an option to choose. 
And um, yeah, it was like, it was the best. And having the backdrop of 8,000 feet granite cliffs with Upper Yosemite Falls and Lower Yosemite Falls was like no backdrop that you can't, like you can't have that if you are having a 500 person wedding and a banquet hall. You just, you can't really elaborate wedding with details that probably no one's gonna remember in five years and party favors that no one's gonna take home and like all of these details that you have that you were like freaking out over no one's gonna remember that and but people will remember when they went on an adventure with you and people will remember that memory that you had in Yosemite um people will remember um, the beautiful waterfall with you and your man sitting there exchanging vows. People will remember that. People will remember the intimacy and like just that, just like that whole day and people still talk about it. And like, that's the most beautiful wedding I've ever seen. And yeah, we still had our family there. You can totally have your family there. Um, and after that, we, like Dana said, we had our, our first dance because we still want to have a first dance experience. I had like my little bluetooth speaker and we didn't tell family that we were doing this we just wanted to have like our own even more intimate moment so we like had a very like quiet first dance with like our bluetooth speakers dancing around it was so nice and then we drove up to what is that place called (laughs) the top of the glacier point (laughs) and that was so nice we took pictures down there and then yeah, and then we drove down and then, yeah, and then we had lunch with family and like, that was, that was just like, like you can literally still have food. You can do things with your family, certainly. Do whatever sure. you want. and You can yeah. do whatever you want. And then after that luncheon that we had with our family came, um, me and my husband, like his parents gifted us like our own cabin for the night to stay in Yosemite. And so we stayed there and then we had sex and then <laughs> we took a gotta nap. add that in there. <laughs> we gotta add that in there. Um, we then I took out my wedding dress and then we took a nap and we fell asleep and we woke up around like seven around dinner time and his family made us like because they stayed in the cabin or they stayed in the trailer because uh, it was a campsite. They stayed in their in their trailer and they made us tacos, which was like my favorite food. They mm. had like this cute sign that said like where we met our first kiss, our first date, where we got married. So they still like had all these like cute little like decorations and then they just fed us and it was just me and his parents and like his sisters. And it was like, it was really nice. And then we like had marshmallows at the campfire and it was honestly like the best day ever. And then the next day I jumped off a cliff into a water or into a lake and it was like the best thing. Like. It was so cool. I want to relive that day so much. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, that, I mean, this is kind of the first, I mean, not first step, but like a really big step into your marriage to Mm -hmm. choose what you guys want. And I mean, that's, I mean, this is a great introduction of, of like doing whatever you want. Like, uh, you know, an traditional wedding is a great example Mm -hmm. of that. Um, But when we sparked this conversation, it was like right after Christmas and, um, Candace can share what she did, but I remember when I, after this Christmas, I mean, I've always tried to make a Christmas simple, but my goodness, with like the pressure of family and obligation and that feeling of obligation around that time, it's really hard to not give into that pressure. And this Christmas, my husband and I were just like, ew, like that felt gross. Yeah. Like that was like what my feeling, I was like, I do not want Christmas to feel like that ever again, because... Mm the entitlement of my kids, the amount of gifts we threw away because it meant nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of gifts I got that really meant nothing because it mm-hmm. wasn't an intentional gift. It was just because I feel obligated to give this to you. So I'm going to give it to you off a wish list. Mm-hmm. Just, it was like so gross. Like the feeling <laughs> that people sent us gifts yeah. and they're like, here's a gift because we feel obligated. And it's like my kids threw it. We, kids ruined it in one second and threw it away. They don't even care about it. Um, and just the commercialization of it mm-hmm. is extreme. We're doing this on Valentine's Day right now, this podcast, and we're like, this is yes. the perfect day to do it. Um, because yeah. Valentine's Day is another day, an example of commercialization, mm-hmm. major commercialization over holidays, um, mm-hmm. and how it takes away so much from the holiday and like the obligation people feel to get a box of chocolates and and 
and uh, flowers and they think that's all they need to do to make uh, a move or intention for their love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so very passionate about the subject, but tell us, yes. tell, everyone, tell everyone what you did, everyone what you guys did for Christmas because I thought that was really fun. I loved watching that on your Instagram. We literally, well, we literally just like went and stayed at an Airbnb in Moab. Staycation. <laughs> yeah, with me and my husband and our dog. And it was the best Christmas ever. Um, because, well, I, we got a state um, last year. And all my family and all of our friends are in California. And so, of course, like I was really sad that this is going to be like our first Christmas without our friends or family. Um, actually, no, let me, let me let me back up those for a second. <laughs> Two months before Christmas, or a few months before Christmas, um, Chase's mom was going to gift us this lovely gift of renting a four by four for us to drive back home. And I, she didn't realize it was going to be like almost a thousand dollars. So Christmas was coming up, <laughs> and we were looking looking at the prices. And of course, it was like eight, nine hundred thousand dollars to rent a four by four car because it's like snowing. It was in the middle of a blizzard. We're going to have to drive through. Utah and then drive through Reno and Tahoe and all this stuff during Christmas and we were like no like let's don't do that let's not do that first of all even if we did have a 4x4 even if you do do that it's dangerous it's risky it's just not worth the risk um yeah so we we were thinking about flying home too but then that was also expensive and you have a dog who's gonna watch your dog no one's gonna watch want to watch your dog on Christmas um flying him is gonna be like another three hundred dollars and just like all of these like money signs just kept like showing up and I was like it's way too expensive like whatever and I honestly was really sad at first just like as I was like looking into it and how else like all the options of coming home like I was just getting more and more sad because I'm like cool like my first Christmas without my family like it was honestly like really hard it wasn't like we mm-hmm. woke up and we we're like okay let's not do Christmas this year like yeah it was a really <laughs> hard process to accept that it wasn't wasn't happening so I was like really bummed and I was honestly crying a lot because my family takes Christmas very seriously and it's a huge thing um anyone who knows Filipino families know that it's a very 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 big deal they start celebrating Christmas in September all the way till January and yeah, um, my, my parents, they d- go out with decorating and everyone's there and it's just like really loud and crazy and fun and exciting. So I was really sad to not be part of it. Um, but then something came over me and I woke up a day after crying, the day after crying, my eyes were all puffy and I was like, I took a second to be aware of what I was feeling and I was like, this is not doing anything for me. Like, first of all, I'm getting really stressed because of all the money it costs to fly, come home. Second of all, it's dangerous. And third of all, I haven't even bought presents for anyone yet. I don't have the money for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and fourth of all, no one's visited us. We have come home about like two or three times in 2021 20, last year. No one's visited us why are we feeling all of these feelings and why are we getting so stressed out because of something that we're so used to doing if christmas is going to look a little di- different this year then that's okay and maybe we moved out here for this reason maybe we moved out mm-hmm. here to feel something new and to start new tradi- traditions and to really like realize what is actually important and so me and my husband talked we talked about it and we were like honestly like like it was a lot of mental and physical energy just like in those few days of trying to figure out how we're going to spend Christmas and we realized like we're losing sight of what's important and what's really important is just quality time and family Mm -hmm. time and that's what Christmas should be like all about and my family now like of course my mom mom and dad and you know our siblings and stuff are back home but I also had to realize like my family is Chase. Chase is my family. Our dog Mm -hmm. Like the three of us, we are family. And just like, I, start, I started to feel like all the negative energy just leave my body mm-hmm. and all the tension leave my body. And I felt so good. And I'm like, yeah, let's have like an yeah. intimate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, if you, you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that girl. But yeah, so 
it was it felt so good honestly and um so yeah I talked to his mom about it and she was like yeah like we understand like we get it we're you know we know why you're not coming home for Christmas Mm -hmm. we understand like she gifted us the wonderful gift of just an Airbnb for Mm couple of days in in Moab so that way we are still occupied and we're still like we're hanging out like just me and Jason our dog and we're not home like thinking about how we're missing out so it was really nice of her to to do that um but even if you're not gifted that I know not everybody will have someone that will like give them an Airbnb to get away I recommend that throughout the year you save the money to do it just because it's like it's so worth it this get away from home goes somewhere quiet even stay home like just make some memories and I think that's that's what's really important because that's what that's what you will remember that's what your kids will remember um and like looking back there was one Christmas that I remember that stands out to me of all the Christmases I've had I've had throughout my life and it was the one where me and my family went to the Philippines um to celebrate Christmas with our family with family there and I remember it because like it was just so different it wasn't like other Christmases we spent we had like lots of memories that were made we went to the beach it was really nice and like but I don't remember the Christmases really (laughs) that were spent at home opening up presents I don't remember the gifts I've gone throughout the years I don't remember I just remember lots of noise and lots of trash being everywhere (laughs) all the gift wrapping and I remember some food who could forget food but like I don't know. I think making memories on Christmas is just so much more special. That's airplanes. Well, you cannot put a price on that. Whether you do it somewhere, you go somewhere for a staycation or you do it at home, like make those memories, hang out with people, make them feel loved and warm with your company, with your presence, eat some good food if you want to or not. Oh my gosh. Actually, I lied. There was another amazing Christmas that I had. And it was the 2020 Christmas, the first Christmas of a pandemic that was probably my second favorite Christmas other than the intimate Christmas I had with my husband and my dog. We literally spent 2020 Christmas with Chase's grandma, my husband's grandma and his sister, just at his grandma's house, eating McDonald's and playing dominoes. (laughs) And it was the best. I had no financial burdens, no stress. I didn't feel obligated Mm. to, to show up to all these Christmas events. I had no like, obligation to buy gifts um I didn't care that I didn't receive gifts because who cares like it was really nice it was so peaceful and his grandma talks about it all the time and that makes my heart so happy Mm -hmm. um and I just love like yeah I just love reminiscing I wish like every Christmas was like that and it can be it can be well I mean let's talk about like the (laughs) obligation of gift giving um Mm -hmm. yeah like the obligation is kind of mm-hmm. just oh it's so ridiculous like oh I just like just like I talked about with Christmas but it doesn't like I know Christmas is a lot about serving others and giving mm-hmm. but that does not mean going to the store and buying a gift for somebody and giving it to them mm-hmm. that honestly that is everyone missing the mark it's mm-hmm. missing the mark of what Christmas is about really I mean any holiday where you're giving gifts to somebody it's missing the mark I mean because you're going to out of obligation to kind of think of something to give them like the best gifts for me are, are surprises um or like someone just thought of me and they're like I thought of you and I really want to give this to you Same. I don't care if I was on a list or like mm. if you expected one like I just wanted to give it to you because I thought of you um and you know I always tell my husband like never ever ever tell me or ask me what I want don't ask me what I want. Mm-hmm. I can get what I want whenever I want. If you yeah. want to get me something, it needs to be intentional and you think about it. Mm-hmm. I, yes. And so, um, you know, this year we did wish lists, which I know a lot of people have good intentions with wish lists. That's great. But like family members did wish lists for us and we did wish lists for our kids. Yes. And I did my own wish list on Amazon. And I hated that so much i very much disliked that <laughs> oh my gosh i, I did that dislike that so much yes. because it was stuff that i got that i didn't really need that i could have bought my, for myself there was no mm-hmm. intent there was no really mm-hmm. like serving there it was just like out of obligation i will give this to you and give you money so that you can give me money back you know money just you know like it's just like yeah. here's money here's money you know might as well just give me a gift card 
even that. Um, and so I like, I don't know how we're going to do it next year, but one of our goals that my husband and I talked about, I'm like, they only get like my kids, they'll get like a stocking from Santa with maybe some candy or something, but like the gift they're going to get, the one gift is going to be some kind of, um, foreshadowing of the trip we're going to go on as a family. And I want to make a trip every year to go somewhere. I don't care where it is, but like right after Christmas, we go as a family on a trip somewhere and go out on a vacation, um, and spend time together and like make memories because my brother and I were actually on the phone talking after we talked in the DMS, we're talking and we're like, yeah, you know what? Like we, like, he's like, I never remember what I got. I still to this day don't remember what I get from Christmas. Yeah, that's what I don't I remember say. any of the gifts I get. Yeah, the wrapping was unfun, but he's like, the best memories were when our when our extended family made tradition of going to a cabin for a week mm-hmm. after Christmas, and those were like one of the best memories. Still, they do it, but like one of the best memories we've had were doing we're spending time with our cousins and our family, um, and like I remember the family time we had together, like the Christmas dinners. And like the the time we had with our cousins, not the gifts, or when Santa came, mm-hmm. um, and was like seeing we were singing and all that stuff, but never like unwrapping gifts and really giving gifts, um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. the whole obligation of it, I'm just like I don't know how we're gonna tell our family next year, but I'm just gonna be like, please don't send us gifts unless you like really think of something that is intentional for us. We really don't need it. We don't need more yeah. toys. We don't need more stuff. I'm, I throw out stuff like yes. later from Christmas, like half of our toys that we get. I'm just like, bye, you're going in the trash. I don't need you, especially if you make noises. I'm throwing you away. Um, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, nope, we don't need any noise toys in our house. Um, but it's just I look at my stuff and I look like when we moved to our house, I we got rid of so much stuff and it felt so good. And like I remember my cupboards were just like one pair of glass, like glasses, one mug, the same set of plates no extra like kids cups or plates they're like only these sippy cups and i'm like can we have this forever and not like add in the 20 things that we do not need mm-hmm. just more and more i'm finding we do not need all this stuff but yeah that was my long rant on like the obligation of gifting but and that yeah. goes along with valentine's day too yeah quality I, time like quality yeah. time or an intentional like an actual intentional gift <laughs> yeah because like i personally like I am not a fan of wish lists either. My my family and I would do that. We would do this thing where you put your wish list somewhere. There was one person asked to keep track of everyone's wish list or like poor I feel bad for that person. Um it was usually like my cousin Isabel, if you're listening to this, you should you should quit that position being <laughs> wish list person. Um and it's just like for me, I don't know. There's some kind of rush, and when you do buy present for someone, there's some some kind of rush in finding something that they'll actually love, um, and then seeing their reaction when they open it. Like I live for that. If you are going to give gifts to somebody, but because it's like, oh, you just want to see them react. Like, oh, I just get so excited. <laughs> like, you know, and then they're, they're like, oh my gosh, this is so sweet. Like, like yeah, it made me think of you. Like, I love gifts like that. Like, but yeah, and. Every gift that I have, most gifts that I've gotten, not every gift, but most gifts I've gotten was was because I had a wish list. And I completely agree, like, if you wanted something, you would just, like, buy it. And at this point, I'm like, I don't want anything. Like, like just, I don't know. It's not, Give me a massage. It's not special. <laughs> give me a massage. Let's, yeah. Give me a massage. We'll go together. <laughs> yes. Or experiences, like experiences are, are a fun gift too. Like if you were to give someone like just mm-hmm. write in something and just be like, we'll go on a thing. Like we'll go on a date or I will rub your back for 30 minutes or something <laughs> like that. Um, like that 2020 Christmas I was telling you about, it was, um, we gifted Chase's grandma the gift of like coming over for dinner and cooking her just cooking her food and hanging out with her and she loved that so much and she's gonna remember that forever and yeah she redeemed it like two weeks later and we came over and we made steak and mashed potatoes Mm. or something and green beans it was so nice and we played dominoes again and it was just like so it was so special it was so special I think those are like the best gifts like like you said like experiences doing these making memories those are unforgettable and that's what it should be that's what, what it should be about. And there's just yeah, so much commercialization. The, the core memories. 
Yes. And like my husband and I, I'm just like, please don't get me anything. And also mm. like, let's just go get a massage together and have like some yummy dinner. Like that's all we're like, I just want to spend some yeah. time with you. Like, let's go spend some time together. Um, and I don't even want to do it on Valentine's Day. Like we could do something special yeah. for the kids. But one other thing I wanted to say about gifts is I remember one year I felt a lot of entitlement. Like I remember mm. getting a gift for my parents and I felt so disappointed because it wasn't what I wanted. I was like a preteen or something. Right. It takes out the And I remember I was people. so distraught and so sad that I did not yeah. get exactly what I wanted. And I mm-hmm. remember that, like, I remember that till this day of how entitled I felt. And I'm like, I never want my kids to feel that entitled about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and I saw that so much as little kids this time around of how they're just like, open it, bye. Like, that's like one of the things I can't stand on like birthday parties and stuff. And they're just like, open it. And they're like, I don't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> about, I just want the next thing. But yeah, I just yeah. want that entitlement as like an older kid. I mean, like a preteen and the disappointment I had for like days on end and how I felt so gross about it. Yeah. And I was like, I deserve what I wanted. And I was just like, yeah. Now I think about it, I'm like, that is horrible. Like mm-hmm. that entitlement, we should never have. <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. want my kids to have that. I want them to think about serving and, you know, yeah. doing something else for somebody else. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it also brings a lot of entitlement for people and that's why there's obligation and why mm-hmm. people expect things. Um, um, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to give you a gift if I don't, if I don't feel like I found something for you or intentionally yeah. wanted to give you one. No offense, but um, <laughs> I feel like probably a lot of other people in worse. need that need something yeah. besides you getting something you already can get by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the wish list makes it worse too. Like it gives you even more of that entitlement. Cause what if you don't get anything at all on your wish list? Then you're like, well, I gave you guys a very obvious list of things I want and you didn't give it to me. It just brings out the ugly in people. Um, yeah. The entitlement and just like that, like spoiled ratness, like nobody really <laughs> likes that. And like, you don't want that side to come out of you and lose sight of again, like what's most important, you know? So yeah. 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 And that, and that's what it's about is like, what is most important to us? Um, and relationships are the biggest thing. I think that's, I think what we talked about was like this quality time really builds relationships. Um, and like you and your choosing your elopement allowed you time to build your relationship um, mm-hmm. instead of focusing on these things that do not matter at all in the long run yeah. at all. Um, and it allowed you time to like actually connect and be there and be present. Like yeah. that is the present is being present. Like that can exactly. we all say that like 20 times over is like that yes. is that's the present um, is being present with the kids. Like I don't want to be, you know, I felt so rushed and like on to the next thing. And so like excited for my kids to open their gifts and then they mm-hmm. like didn't even care. And they had so much stuff and there was trash and it was just so overwhelming and on to the next thing, on to the next family. And I'm like, I just want to open gifts in front of the beach like yeah or like get a stocking and have a beach house and have christmas there um right. and actually like wake up and go to the beach like that's the gift like something like that where like we are there we're making core memories um and i love how you guys had your christmas out in moab and like i it loved your picture so with your cri- like with your pajamas like out in the middle of moab yes. with, like, your hands up. i love that picture i'm like yes. oh, that feels so freeing yes. um and i loved how you talk about like, the whole time where you had Christmases where you felt no obligation to give gifts. Mm-hmm. You didn't even want gifts back. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I'm probably just going like, to write a letter to like my family and be like, please don't give me gifts. Like, yes. <laughs> this is like our values right now as a family. And we'd rather do something else. You know, we could probably talk about a few things, like give ide- people ideas of like how they can kind of decommercialize the holidays. I think one of them is like the like staycations or like getting out and doing mm-hmm. an experience. I think another way is like giving back. Um, Mm -hmm. I know many people do Christmases where they bring gifts to give to like donate somewhere um, Mm -hmm. or they actually go and serve time somewhere during Christmas time. Um, I know some people that only the only gifts that were allowed were homemade gifts, which I think was super fun. I mean, those were the the gifts I was most excited about when I really give gifts idea. Yeah, that's a good idea because I know you like to home make a lot of stuff, you know? Yes, I actually love that idea just because like when you're homemaking something, you you can bring like your kids or you and your partner together and like make something together to give out. And like you're all, you're, it's an excuse for you guys to like do something crafty together and have like a little date night. But then you're also giving at the same time. Like, you know, like I love that. I've actually always wanted to do something like that. I just always feared what people would think. Like, do they think that we're cheap? Do we think that we 
don't have a lot of money. I mean, we don't have a lot of money, but I don't want them to like. I don't want them to like. Well, that's another thing is like judge. people who don't have a lot of money, they feel obligated to give gifts and then rack yeah. up their credit cards with these gifts that no one cares about. And then you got to like, start off the new year with a lot more debt. With, like it's within just, debt. Like, yeah. you know, that's horrible. Like, it's a horrible cycle for people. Like, just like you were in that situation, mm-hmm. you can't afford. Like, you just couldn't afford to do that. You couldn't afford to yeah. give gifts and, and spend, like, people, like thousands of dollars on it. Like, it's yeah. kind of ridiculous how much we have to spend. And if you think about it, like, when you're gifting to somebody, you don't know if they have a lot of money or mm-hmm. you just don't know. And so they'll feel bad. Like, I always felt bad when people gave me stuff because, I, like... I just didn't, I didn't know how many like spent a lot of money all the time on people, except for some reason I always balled out on my mom because I, I love her so much, but I'm sorry, mom, for listening to this. I'm not doing that no more. Okay. <laughs> because I don't want you to keep expecting it. Okay. I don't want people to keep expecting that. Let's make memories. Come fly out here. Let's just hang well, out. That's so, and that's like, like, I like what you said was like, <laughs> when you give, like when you get a gift, people expect one back. Please don't expect that of people like Mm -hmm. that is we should never expect that that of people like I would feel guilty if like my husband's sisters who live in Texas would like send gifts out to our kids. I'm just like I don't want to send any gifts back like I know Mm -hmm. you have a bunch of toys. I know you have a bunch of things. I don't want to give you a gift back because yeah spreading the the stuff like yes. (laughs) Thank you for sending the gift. But like I don't want to, I'm getting rid of that like obligation of like sending you stuff back. Yeah. Um, unless we feel like, oh, here's an experience we want to give you or something. Mm-hmm. But that that whole thing, which I think is kind of like a hypocrisy that we have during Christmas, is like, oh, we give you something, you have to give us something back. Imagine yeah. someone who's like extremely poor and you give them all mm-hmm. stuff and like they have to give you all gifts back. Like that, mm-hmm. no. Like yeah. that is just yeah. not okay to expect that of somebody else. Exactly. Or at least put that yeah. on yourself as like offensiveness. Yes. As I think that's another like part of the entitlement too, is when people like when people give gifts, are they giving to really give or are they giving to expect to get back, back mm. to, to get something back? So it's like, let's just make the peace and not give at all. <laughs> like <laughs> physical presence, like, like, fancy presence like it's just and you're feeding into the commercialization mm-hmm. um you know so i i don't know i'd rather just like not get anything or just like an experience my dad used to tell me that um to help us not feel so entitled but you know mm-hmm. um he used to tell me that my great-grandmother got an orange for one christmas and it was like one of her best christmases ever because she got an orange that's how poor they were. They were extremely poor. But yeah. she got an orange. That was like a delicacy. And that's what they got. And I'm like, now everyone has, we have everything at our fingertips. Like mm-hmm. everything at our fingertips. And no more is that good enough to give gifts. And no more is it even good at all to just like mm-hmm. go to the toy store and get your kids like 20 gifts that they're just going to throw to the side the next day yeah. um, and just feed into that. Because yeah. those toy stores feed are there for you to spend money like they're not really there to impact your kids most of those toys are made all most all of them are made to really just for you to spend your money yeah exactly (laughs) i mean it's 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 so obvious too i mean when you're watching tv and you see a commercial or when you're listening on the radio or any ads like it's it's so like the christmas commercials are so all about buying 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 and spending 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 but there's nothing that's really like promoting like quality time and love and quality time you don't see anything like that um i actually kind of want to go back a little bit on topic of a little bit like we we actually didn't even realize as it was happening we like made our plans to um to do an elopement instead but I just realized that when you have a regular wedding, you'll get gifts, right? And you have a mm-hmm. registry and all of these things. It's kind of the same concept. The registry is like your wish list. Um, and yeah, we didn't really get any, we, we did get an espresso machine though. And I was like, really cool. Like, Hello, family, <laughs> thank you for using that. Um, you know me very well. But we we didn't have a lot of money. So three weeks before, we still don't have a lot of money, but three weeks before, <laughs> Three weeks before our elopement, I lost my job. Um, I got let go 
and we had we had um we had planned to move into our first home together in midtown a week before our wedding so there was a lot going on i lost my job um and we had to put a deposit down for a new place and of course like we didn't have a lot of stuff to I guess start our new life together with like people would get from a normal wedding like um a microwave people don't get microwaves do they I don't know or a toaster or a couch or like I don't know what do people give on weddings I don't know stuff like that like appliances or like things that people give um I don't know how we did it but we figured figured it out found some money somewhere somehow um just with ourselves and honestly like even though there was so much stress and not in start the, the potential of starting off a marriage like with me not having a job it felt really good doing it on our own and finding mm-hmm. a way to just to just start this new life to kick it off together with all things we bought ourselves um things that we did for ourselves like it just felt really nice we didn't feel like we didn't have we didn't feel like we had to give anything back people didn't feel obligated to give us stuff and those who did they did it from their heart and that is so special to us yeah um so but those yeah, little and, things your family like his family yes. made and like yeah. those were all things out of their yes. heart and it wasn't like oh we have to get this stuff yeah. um you know and, and like with weddings mm-hmm. people spend you know like yes. the average wedding cost in California is fifty thousand dollars. That's the average. That is not even. That is a lot. That's not even like the max. That's like the average cost. I'm probably oh sure gosh. it's probably a few th- ten thousand dollars more because of inflation, but you know that's the average cost of it. And people take out loans and in like oh, no. get like a second mortgage. Like there's people that like and so imagine like starting off your marriage in total debt. Yeah. Like. And being yes. in total debt. And I know that has a lot to do with like more individualistic, like yeah. white people weddings. Um, white you know, it's a little different weddings. for like, um, you know, cultural mm-hmm. weddings that have like sponsors mm-hmm. and things like that, like Filipino weddings. Yes. Um, but still, it's it's like, you know, you spend all this money, you get some gifts back, lots of stuff, probably half stuff you didn't need that was not on your registry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it just loses focus. Like I remember my wedding, which it was really fun. But during the planning process, I just lost focus in so many ways mm-hmm. and I wish I didn't. Um, and I wish like I had more time with my, like I felt like my husband was so stressed like the whole time. Um, my fiance, yeah. like the whole time planning and like, I'm just so freaked out and so into the wedding mm-hmm. planning and everything is just like everywhere. All like so many things being money spent, you know, trying mm-hmm. to figure out the expenses and everything and all these gifts we got back and it was just so much stuff. Yeah. And I love how you took the time to just like, we're going to read marriage books and all that stuff. And yeah. um, it was so quiet after our marriage. Like, oh, it's like quiet now. And like, we can like focus on each other. And it's so nice. Yeah. Like, we should be able to start that when we're, like before we're engaged, when we're engaged. Exactly. And like keep that going and not have to be, like feel pressure to be in the commotion of everything. Yeah. And I think that aligns with so many people who are even more introverted or just like don't need, mm-hmm. don't feed off the energy of that. I feel like some people do, but most people do not. Um. Mm-hmm. And that, just like you said, you could have your wedding. I'll probably go back to elopements so many times, but just like I you know. go back to, because it, it is like what a great example of how the world yeah. is going with untradition, like not non-traditional things um, and how beautiful they can be. Um, but yeah, yep. just, I love, yeah. I love your example of that. Yeah. Well, also like I, I remember going to a wedding a couple of years ago um, and we were engaged at the time and I remember the couple the bride told me like yeah I told him not to ever leave my side and to walk with me at all times so we can both say hi to everybody and there was so many people there and I'm like but you're in my head I didn't say this but like in my head I'm like your wedding is not your a family reunion it's not like I don't know I feel like to take just it just sounds like a lot especially if you're you're an introvert and you don't want to be the center of attention and you're having a whole day around that and then just imagine the feeling of like of like you have to say hi to every single person so that way each all 200 people can feel like they're getting attention from you mm. why do that 
when you can have an intimate elopement where everybody, and that's one of my favorite feelings that my guests felt at my 10, 15 person elopement is everybody felt close to me and they were part mm. of it because there was so little of us and we all got to have like one big conversation together during the lunch and just like they all felt included all felt part of it and like that was one thing I was afraid of with having a big wedding is the people that are there like I love them obviously because they're I invited them but I want them to feel like I don't know I would want them to feel like they were part of this whole experience like I don't know. I want them to feel like included. When I feel like when you have such a big elaborate party, it kind of takes away from like that feeling of intimacy, feeling like they're included. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember your wedding when like Mm -hmm. your mom was crying afterwards, and I'm just like, oh, like then you were crying, and like you were crying walking down the aisle, and I'm just like, yeah. Whenever I with my clients who are eloping, it's just the emotion is so strong and mm. and there's so much room for it mm-hmm. and there's so much room for it yeah but that's like something that is just so invaluable that like you can't recreate like mm-hmm. you can't it's really hard to recreate that um it is yes and so even with the traditional wedding clients that i'd have i'm like is there a way that we can do the vows outside of the ceremony you know one of my couples did their vows before the ceremony and that was just holding hands and that mm-hmm. was so beautiful. I mean, there's so many different ways that even if you don't have an elopement, there are ways that you can make mm-hmm. space. I mean, whatever mm-hmm. you're doing, whether it be marriage or mm-hmm. a holiday or mm-hmm. something, like take up space and do it your own way um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and not feel like you're, you know, stepping on somebody else's toes. Because um, mm-hmm. I think that's like one of the hardest things that people think they're taking up too much space or they're, you know, bothering someone. It's like, be you. Like, be you, mm-hmm. do it. And obviously, from Candace's experience, it frees you up from so many things. Like, it frees you and relieves you of all this stress and with money and all these things that bombard. I feel like it just, like, clouds everything that is true and true in your life and your focus, yeah. what you really want to do. Um, and we shouldn't, yeah, we shouldn't just let all these clouds and noise be yeah. be there like our life is kind of too short for that so <laughs> yeah and um another big thing is like i remember when my husband and i were driving to moab on christmas or the day before christmas or whenever it was um i remember talking to him and i was like um kind of like meditation because we, we would meditate together and it, the big thing about being about meditating is like being aware of like your breath and being aware of like hmm how your breath is changing not just in during meditation but like even outside of it like noticing what's really yeah notice yeah like noticing what is like affecting your mood and your breathing and your heart rate what is and and I am really proud of us because it's helped us to be aware of the fact that all of this Christmas planning stuff was making all the ugly come out. I started feeling mm. like I was crying a lot because all the anxiety coming back out, all of the stress. We were like having lots of like tension between us. And for what? For the commercialization, to, for the spendings of Christmas. Um, and then I, I love that when we scrapped all those ideas and plans to come home and do all these big Christmas things and to do this intimate Christmas, I felt so like, I could breathe and that was so Mm. nice and I want that every year like I don't know what we're gonna do this year maybe like rent a cabin somewhere or like just stay home or something like I'm so excited I've never been so excited for Christmas before and (laughs) I've never been a Christmas person and I think I know why now because like the realization the breakthrough I'm realizing that I hated Christmas because it was just so stressful for nothing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. for nothing. And I did not like that. Actually, I don't talk about this a lot, but like I have a lot of like social anxiety and just anxiety in general. And like, I try to do what I can to stay away from going to like big events. But before the pandemic, um, I had to go to like six or seven Christmas parties in a month. My husband's work Christmas party, which was like a Mm. big ball, basically. We wear a big gown and you go and whatever, his work Christmas party. 
my work Christmas party at the time. Um, his dad's side's family, his mom's side's family, my side of the family on my mom's side, um, and then a friend's Christmas or something. So that was like five, six, seven Christmas. Sometimes my family friends would do a Christmas um, or, or Persian family friends. So that was a lot of Christmas events in one month. And I remember every year just on the dot on January or December 26th, I would have a week long anxiety attack where I can't mm -hmm. breathe. And I am, I start crying and I think it's because like, I think I know it's because of all of that, like overstimulation of so many conversations and always mm -hmm. doing something. And it's just mentally exhausting. Um, it was mentally exhausting for me. And I, I guess sometimes I envy people that can socialize all the time, but I can't, I need to take a break. I need to recharge and I need to have some time at least like a week where I'm not talking to anybody and I'm just like alone mm -hmm. and then I can go back out and do it but like it was just a lot and I'm never doing that again like never ever ever doing that I'm never gonna put myself through that again like never going and back yes and for the people out there that have the same social mental struggles that get anxious around big crowds easily I want you to know you do not have you you do not have to go to these events if you, if it doesn't serve you mm -hmm. why do it if it doesn't make you happy it does nothing for you except make you even more anxious just don't you don't have to it's okay <laughs> yeah and you well, could be yeah. there or serve people in different ways yeah besides being in a big group take you know if you really want mm -hmm. To spend time with your sister, then go on an individual thing and go out mm -hmm. together or your siblings. Like there's other ways that you can not be in a big group or do that. Mm -hmm. And I think we were talking about earlier before the call was traditions and mm -hmm. how um, toxic they can be, mm -hmm. especially when society and commercialization dictates those traditions and what they are and how they've been created and to encourage everyone to make their own. I mean, traditions don't have to be bad. They're only really bad when the heart of it is with buying stuff mm -hmm. or with obligation um, mm -hmm. and without being centered on what's actually important. And so we just like want to encourage everyone to just like take some awareness from this, um, take a step back and be like, okay, what traditions can we make that are aligned with us that actually focus on Christmas, that actually focus on love around Valentine's Day? Um that we can celebrate in different ways. It's not giving into like commercialization mm -hmm. and um, what society has created for us in the U.S. especially. Um, so think of some unique ways you can do that to be more intentional. Um, and Candice has been a great example today about that. Mm -hmm. um, and Candice, is there anything else that you finally want to say to anybody listening um, about this conversation? Because I feel like it's been amazing. Do you boo? Do you boo? <laughs> <laughs> do do you if 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 something doesn't serve you positively say no i'm gonna do what i want <laughs> <laughs> and candace is a great example of that um it can be very freeing um mm -hmm. yes yeah awesome it, yeah i'm so oh, so happy that I was part of this. It was a very good, <laughs> juicy conversation. <laughs> yes, a lot out there. Yeah, Candace's life is just an amazing example of this. Um, very inspiring. Definitely follow them. I feel like, yeah, mm -hmm. we just want to. We want to see both of you all the time. I just like want to see both of you, like on there doing TikToks all the time. You know, or reels all the time. Um, they're such a fun couple. Um, her and um, Candace and Chase together too. Um, and their dog. <laughs> Humping yes. pillows all the time. Oh um, <laughs> um, so Candace, um, for everyone to stalk you, where can everyone find you? I am on Instagram at Candace Perkins, C-A-N-D-A-C-E-P-E-R-K-N-S underscore. I'm also on TikTok, Candace Perkins. I also have a silly personal TikTok if you want to follow that. It's just marriage silliness. It's madness of Candace. Um <laughs> I'm also on Twitter. What's my Twitter handle? You want to even follow on Twitter? <laughs> I got to find you on Twitter. <laughs> I think. I think my Twitter is, yes, Candace Perkins underscore. And um, that is all. Those are, I think those are all my socials. 
So yeah. find me there. Well, Let's be friends. Follow <laughs> my free life. See how our way of living that can be your way of living too. <laughs> you have just a lot of fun so with like relaxed and just so happy and just so like <sighs> the yeah. weight is lifted. Yes, I love it. There's so much the freedom with lifted. it. Well. Thank you, Candice, for being on here and sharing your beautiful life with everybody and hopefully it inspires people to bring some more awareness to their life um, to kind of uh, get rid of those great traditions we have in our life um, and to make our own and to make our life our own and more aligned. So thank you, Candice. Thank you.